Behind the Mask Hockey Shops present College Hockey Southwest Live for May 30th, 2021. The guests get the night off, but Scott and I don't. Behind the Mask's College Hockey Southwest Live is brought to you by Verizon Wireless. Experience Verizon's 5G and 5G Ultra Band for business. Verizon Wireless 5G built right. The NCHC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe to NCHC.TV to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to BehindTheMask.com whether you're on ice or in line. Roger Klein's Canción Tequila. For the best margaritas and more, go to MexicanMoonshine.com to see how to get your bottle today. UNLV Hockey. ACHA Division I Hockey under the bright lights of Las Vegas. Jesse Ray's Barbecue. Dine in, take out, or catering your next event at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. Caesars Entertainment Resorts. Anywhere you want to go, you can bet there's a Caesars Resort in the center of the action. Burrito Express. The East Valley's home of the always available breakfast burrito. Go to burritoexpress.com for the location near you. And by College Bar and Grill at 740 South Mill Avenue in Tempe. ASU alumni owned and operated. College Hockey Southwest Live presented by Behind the Mask is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right. Well, welcome in hockey fans, college hockey fans as it may be. Scott Strandy joining you for another edition of College Hockey Southwest Live from Scottsdale, Arizona. As we get ready to celebrate a great Memorial Day weekend, my co-host is always Paul Hornstein joining me from beautiful Long Island, New York, as we get prepared to talk a little NCAA college hockey. You ask, it's Memorial Day. What could possibly be going on in the world of college hockey? Um, lots, 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 and lots. So, Paul Hornstein, how are you? I'm doing okay. Um there are always lots of things going on. Um, most of it is normal. Some of it is not. Uh, right now, you have a lot of players that uh, will be that are on college rosters, and there will be on college rosters getting ready for the the draft at the end of July, as they came out with the uh, final central scouting list. Uh, a bunch of players with. Uh, with the Arizona connections in some way, shape, or form uh, on that list. And in the top, I don't know, they, they set it up by rounds. So uh, eight, seven rounds, 32, that's 214, 240 players, somewhere in that neighborhood, as I try to do the math quickly in my head. <laughs> don't do math. Don't do math on the air, my friend. Just don't do ah, math. <laughs> try not to. Okay, and, so so before we get into all that stuff, yeah, let, let's get into this stuff that's happening off the ice. And uh, I know your frustra- frustration level is about the same as mine. Um, we survived the pandemic um, for right. the most part. Oh, you want to get right into this, right? You oh, yes, I do. You don't want to get into the fact that uh, uh, you're at not you're at ninety out there, and and and. People are turning on the heat where I live. You don't. You don't want to get into that first. <laughs> well, I guess we could. Uh, when you say at, at ninety, uh, that's the nighttime low. Now we're uh, in the one hundred fives, one hundred sixes, chasing one tens by the end of next week. Glorious, so, glorious. Summer, summer is here, um, and the, the ice is still good, though, from what I understand. You can still get on the ice and uh, find some good, uh, good place to uh, to cool off and to do some different things. So we have a whole bunch of things to talk about. But, Paul, uh, I am so frustrated over the uh, the way things have happened because we thought we were going to lose teams during the right. pandemic, right? We thought we were going to lose them because of different things. And then they kind of got through all the pandemic. And now when, when things are starting to, quote, unquote, get back to normal, now we're starting to lose teams again? Come on. Uh, I, I, Come I, on. I, listen. I, I don't understand it. I, I there's there is no justification for the way the administration and we're talking about Robert Morris, who just hosted the Frozen Four, by the way, 
There is no justification for the way they handled this. And it is absolutely ridiculous. It almost comes out like a tantrum, like a five-year-old tantrum. And the lines of garbage or crap that they fed people to when they quote-unquote announced cutting the programs. A women's team, by the way, that just made the NCAA tournament. Yeah, I mean, you know, I I was just Um, there for the Frozen Four, Paul, and uh, Pittsburgh embraced it despite the pandemic, despite not having any fans. They didn't shy away from it. They took it. They they went through the games. Robert Morris was the host, as you mentioned. Um, They go through all of that, right? And they come out on the other side, and from everything I heard from there was that it was a, uh, a very well-run, and I can attest to that. It was a very well-run tournament. You do everything you can. You've got players ready to get ready for their summer and prepare for a season. Then you pull the plug? Um, and, you, it's, it, and you gave no notice. And you gave zero notice. So you're now at the end of May, beginning of June. Are you still going to see the odd name trickle out of the transfer portal here and there? Yes, you are. Uh, For example, uh, Johnny Schultz announced or at least uh, has made it known that he's going to go from uh, Omaha to St. Thomas and finish up his college career in uh, St. Paul. Right, I got that right, St. Paul. Yeah, yeah, you got no. that right. And and right John point. John Schultz is the uh, brother of uh, Jimmy Schultz, who plays Schultz. for Cloud, right? Yeah, and Jimmy plays for the uh, Henderson Silver Knights. Yeah, well, he played at St. Cloud. Excuse me. Right. Yeah, he correct. Minot- Minnetonka, yeah. Minnetonka guys. Yeah, St. Cloud. You want to get your map out yet? I'm working on it right now. Uh, um, Minnetonka is just outside the Twin Cities. St. Cloud okay. is just a little farther outside the Twin Cities. <laughs> yeah, so uh, the the explanation was we're engaging in strategic initiatives to make our school even or in line with other schools of its size or some pile of crap like that when this was announced this past week, I think it was Wednesday. Of course it was Wednesday. We <laughs> I know it was Wednesday because you can just predict any announcement. Everything happens in yeah. college hockey after we do Tuesday night show. Absolutely. Okay, so so okay. let me throw out a bunch of theories here and let's let's hash this over for a little bit. Um, one of the theories is is this a good time to do that if you're an administrator because you can use the pandemic as a scapegoat, so to speak, where maybe you were thinking, ah, oh, we'd like to cut it, but we, we weren't going to cut it because we get a lot of flack, but now we can use the pandemic and everybody understands uh, we came out of a pandemic and now we can blame it on that. Is that one of them? Is it just purely a dollars and cents thing? Is it, is it just a, a hockey thing? Like we, we don't think hockey deserves it. I don't know. I, I, I don't, What's nobody knows. See, that's part of the problem. Okay. Um, the, the stuff that I was able to see and able to get, um, I tried to, to, to speak to a couple people uh, on Twitter about the situation at Robert Morris uh, just to kind of get um, a, a feel for tonight. Um, and and I don't want, you know, there, there were, I did see something that talked about other projects on the campus, but I couldn't confirm that. So I don't want to throw numbers around or talk about those things, but I did see where that coach, Derek Schooley, who I think has been the only coach there in the 20 years they've had the program for the men. Okay. Apparently he and the president of the university were talking about a new building. Okay. Had to, had to start moving forward on a new building for the team playing and the women's team to play in. 
Well, well, that sounds surely like it's a good time to uh, just drop the program. Well, but the I say that is, facetiously. But the, the point is, why would you have that conversation? If you were even considering dropping the program, why would you even have that conversation? Yeah, that's well, a really why, good point. Why, why would you? you do that? And because uh, apparently the players and the coaches and the team only got about 90 minutes notice that this was going to happen. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's okay, totally 90 un- minutes. Yeah, it's totally, totally unfair. And I think Nick Lalonde, um, one of their uh, better players, uh, said it best when he said, you know, look what you did to my career and others' careers. Uh, you changed our paths in a matter of 90 minutes. Um, I, I tried to get uh, Nick on. Maybe we'll get him on in the future. I know he's got a lot of things going on right now, so um, we may get him on the show just to to give his viewpoint because, you know, I remember when the start of this pandemic, Paul, and I asked coaches, I said, how did you deal with it with your with your team? How did you explain to them that all of a sudden everything was coming to a screeching halt? Um how did you handle your seniors, all of these things? I can't imagine what uh, what Coach Schooley had to do at Robert Morris. How, how do you look any of your players in the eye and, and say, um, it's over? <laughs> Hockey at Robert Morris is over. We just found out 90 minutes ago. Well, on top of all of that, okay, uh, you gave these players – on both teams, both the men and the women, no chance to figure out where they can play next year. Now, on top of everything else in this crazy transfer portal extra eligibility year, you now have all of these other players who now can't find a place to play. What, maybe one, maybe two players? We'll, we'll push it and say three players between the on, on each on each squad might have a chance to find somebody to somewhere to play. Are you kidding? Uh, and that's very nice. The, the president of the university said, we will honor the scholarships. Yeah, okay. That's nice. Did you have I, I mean I guess you you didn't have to do that either. You want to be patted on the back for that? Are you yeah, well, nuts? Yeah, here's the thing, Paul. And they they make a point about them being student athletes, right? So you're gonna honor the student part, and I do that with air quotes, but you're not gonna honor the athlete part. I mean, come on. I, we can go on and on about this for for, for eons. Because we, uh, we had the guys ridiculous. on, uh, we had the, we had Matt and Matt Navala and Curly on from Safe Seawell Hockey and the head coach at Alaska Anchorage. At least uh, whether we agree with it or not, and that at least they've got and were given a chance to save the program. Yeah, and that was the okay. same thing, Paul, yeah. with Huntsville. They were all right. Well, we to well, that's an, we can get to that too in a minute. Okay, uh, Huntsville was also given a chance to save their program, and we we can get to that decision. Yeah, in, in a minute because that's a that's that's another uh, nut job decision that if nothing that screws the students. Okay. Um, and we only started with Robert Morris because that was, that, that was the most recent. Okay. Huntsville was a couple of weeks ago. Um, and we've had some other stuff in here and we really haven't had a chance to, to have one of these, uh, venting sessions. I don't know, whatever you want to call it. I have a lot of those just don't have them on the air yeah Um, but this is egregious okay these at least two years ago when they tried to save the Huntsville program they had had a chance 
the president of the university said, if you guys raise X number of dollars, we'll save the program. Now, what happened between that and two or three weeks ago where the, the president says, eh, we're going to suspend the program, not disband the program. You're suspending the program. So now those kids can't go anywhere because technically the team still exists. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There, I mean, there's so much uh, quote-unquote BS going on here. It's just ridiculous. And he, here's the thing that, that infuriates me about the NCAA. They're supposed to be the governing body, right? Uh, yeah, well, those yeah. days those days were gone in the 80s. So, uh, I, Well, hold on a minute. Hold okay. on a minute. The, the NCAA can still suspend a player uh, for not meeting academic requirements. They can still suspend a player for uh, PED or some sort of drug use if they want. Um, well, they, can do, they can do other things under their power if you're playing under the NCAA banner. So shouldn't the NCAA take a role? Shouldn't they stand up and go like, hey, listen, you, you're, you're playing under our banner and have played under our banner for 20 years. Um, this isn't acceptable, and we're not going to allow you to do it. If you're going to do this, there should be a pattern. There should be something that says you need to uh, give a two-year notice that you're dropping a program or that there should be something somewhere that uh, the NCAA uh, has some sort of regulation over the school. Um, we, we just talked to Rico Blasi. He can't play for an NCAA national championship for four years. Who set that up? The NCAA set it up. I, I get that, but the, the circumstances are different. When you're talking about suspending somebody for PEDs or whatever, that all, all of those things come from a conference level. Okay, the conferences hold all the power now. After Georgia and Oklahoma sued the NCAA in the 80s because of the TV rights, et cetera, the conferences hold all the power. But the fact of the matter, and, 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 uh, as far as St. Thomas, remember, that's that's not the same thing because they have rules about what you have to have to qualify to be at certain levels of competition. Yeah, okay, but uh, who lays down those rules? Well, you have to, if you want to be in the NCAA, you have to agree Bingo. to a certain set of... Yes, I understand Bingo. that. Okay, but in so, terms of the team, the the the, the day by day operations, and, the, and yeah, but you're not talking about a day by day operation. You're talking about ceasing a program. You're 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 saying that you're in business. You can't force a team. You can't force a school to have a team. You can hold on you a can, minute. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. You can't tell somebody they must have a team, but when they have had a team for the past twenty plus years, and they're functioning as normal. And their schedules that are going out, you should not be able to do something within a 90-minute notice and say, okay, we're going to upheaval, um, what is it, 60 athletes and coaches, maybe more, that are well, affected listen, by this? I mean, uh, I, I don't want to sit – there is they, they, I, there are guidelines that regulate the schools in terms of – Certain things, just not everything. Okay, <laughs> listen, it's just we, the way it is. You know, that we, is we call that convenience. We call that uh, when we when call it that works for you. But when you when it works for you, it's great. When it works against you, uh, we want nothing to do with it. And that's uh, uh, the name of I'm the not, NCAA forever. Listen, do I do, do I agree with you that there should be some sort of procedure for schools to drop teams should there be like a dead if you'll excuse the the, the phrase period where if you're going to drop a team you have to do it uh, with X number of months or weeks notice Yeah, I, that probably would be something that should happen. 
Yeah, and, and that's, what, okay. that's exactly what um, I'm saying right now is that that's something that should happen. It should. No, 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 no. For, well, forget about from the NCAA perspective. How about just from a human perspective? Well, yeah. Yeah, but what I'm saying is you have to have a governing body. That's who puts on your national championship. That's who structures. Uh, well, what are you going to do? If there's no team, you're going to ban them from the NCAA tournament? No, 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 no. What I'm saying is, is that the NCAA should step in and say, hey, this isn't allowed to happen as a member of the NCAA. So if you want to drop this program, and, and I realize they can't do it now, and it's, it's, it's water over the dam for now, but for the future, they should step up and say, here's the deal. If you agree to be an NCAA hockey team, you must remain an NCAA hockey team unless you give a two-year notice. No, not just hockey. That- it, well, why, yeah, I know. You know what I'm talking about. We're talking about hockey here. It can be everywhere. It should be everywhere, but and at every level and at every team. But what I'm saying is, in a case like this, they should say, uh, "Okay, you want to leave? You got two years before you can leave, and you got to give your coaches and your players, all those guys that you're recruiting, you got to give them fair notice that you're planning on ceasing your program in 2023." Um, okay, now everybody knows. Are they happy? Probably not. But at least they got some time to to maneuver and figure out their futures because this, what happened to Robert Morris especially, um, just just was completely unfair. And if they don't figure out some sort of remedy to it, and I don't know what they can because even if you wanted to try to resurrect it, um, you're up against it right now, right? The schedules are coming out. Everything's being done. Well, that's how, the, those. How do you possibly do that and get it underway that quickly? Well, that's that that those are the ramifications that we haven't even gotten a chance to to, to look at yet. Okay, um, I would imagine just based on our conversations with Michael Weissman that whether they've been put out or not, and the and Atlantic Hockey has not put out their schedules. Okay. that um, now they're all going to scramble, right? Now they're all going <laughs> to scramble because even if Atlantic hockey was going to take LIU into the conference, wasn't going to be this year. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So- um, were they <laughs> Now does Atlantic hockey turn around and say, okay, Huntsville, come in? after Huntsville's had to cancel their schedule and, and, and people have had to reschedule those games? Like we know at least one weekend where that happened? <laughs> uh, see, that's what I'm talking about. You need to have at least a two-year window uh, for, for operations. I mean, if that had been an NCHC team, you don't think there would be lawsuits going like crazy? Uh, well, I'll tell you yes. Because- well, first of all, we don't know. Uh, I mean... Who knows? I mean, I'm not in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I'm not either. But I'm. I'm. What I'm saying is, from and maybe there is something going on. I have no idea. Yeah, well, but, I, but I'd what like I am. Not, but yeah. But what I'm saying is, is that um, you know there should have. It shouldn't happen like this, and and it's got to stop because it's it's ruining the sport. And you and I both love this sport, and there's plenty of people that listen to us that love this sport, and it's time that that people in administrative roles, get their head out of their you-know-whats, okay? And as long as I'm on that topic, if you're going to have a hockey program, then have a hockey arena, and you know what I'm talking about. It's not a field house anymore. It's a hockey arena that you can do other things in. It can be a multi-purpose arena. It can be whatever, but when your prime source of revenue is an arena, it is a hockey arena, Get away from this crap just well, because you want to be politically correct. Well, I know. Yeah. I know. That's um, another road, and we're not going to go down I can that give road you 16 tonight. million reasons why it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> but the fact is, you were talking to the coach about making plans to build a new building at Robert Morris. Yeah, what changed? You, t- I. That's a very good question, and I, I'm going to guess that that's the, um, 
even though 64000 is not really a lot of money in this particular case. The $64,000 question is what changed? <laughs> yeah. Okay, maybe we should say $64 million question in this in this case. Yeah, probably more like it, but uh, okay. it, it's just All right, what, what I mean, so, but you haven't just affected those 60 people on your campus. Like I said, you've now affected... Everybody in a, that's associated with that program. Now, is it as dire for for Sacred Heart or Bentley or RIT? Because they still have their teams and still have their programs and still have their stuff? No, but you've still affected those programs. You still affected the, the conference, your your fellow conference members. And you did it in a way that nobody. Now, I'm like I said, I'm I'm sure that all of those conference teams are now scrambling to figure this out. Yeah, I agree with you 100%, but they shouldn't okay. have to be. They should not have been. No, they shouldn't. You are a thousand percent correct. And that's they why shouldn't. I'm saying maybe this is the time that somebody stands up and takes a leadership role in NCAA ah, hockey that's and fun. says that this is where we, we, we need a leader. We need, uh, we need a czar. We need a I'm hockey for czar, the college czar. hockey czar. I, I we can, need somebody to even... step up and say, Let's not allow this to happen because you're messing with everybody's lives and livelihoods. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know if you can do that though legally. I just don't. I'm not a lawyer. I don't I, play I'm, one on TV. I, I hear you. But I'm saying, what I'm saying is your, your favorite university, 129, 120 miles south of me, um, is being sanctioned by the NCAA for illegal basketball recruiting and, and uh, benefits and all of that stuff. Um, so that's going on, but, but the team can just up and, and drop their program with a 90 minute notice. And there's no sanctions on that. There's no ramifications. There's no, there's no nothing. Uh, I don't know what the NCAA can do. Well, they need to instigate a rule, just like like maybe it's a maybe it's a fine, maybe it's a substantial fine where the, if the university pulls the plug without a two year notice, they they're going to be fined substantially, a couple million, three million, four million dollars, something that hurts for them to do that. It, it, here's the problem, Paul. They the the administrators have all the power. They can do what they want. They can pull plugs when they want to pull plugs. They can build stuff when they want to build stuff. They can name stuff when they want to name stuff. And yet they want the students and the students' parents to foot the bill. They're supposed to be there as donors and paying the bill for education and, and everything else. But, but they have the opportunity just to pull the plug whenever they feel like they want to pull the plug on something. And this is, this is just one case uh, of the many that we talked about. But this is the one that's the most ridiculous because you just hosted the national tournament a few months ago and you made no notice about it. And you were talking with the coach about building a new arena. And, uh, you know, now that the, the deadline is really passed to, to join another team, you've got guys that are hung out to dry and they shouldn't be period. Well, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, um, the, the phrase they used was, Due to a series of strategic initiatives, and, and, and I don't I just, care if they're strategic uh, or not. And and the I fact really of the matter is, fact of the matter is, okay, there is no question that a, a, this, a, this that you know you know you're not wrong. Okay, just what can be done about it? I don't know. No, well, nothing can be done about it now, but what I'm saying is... But even in the future, I don't know... Well, well, let's just use this as an example. Let's have a coming together. I mean, if there's any group that could come together, it's a 60, 61, 62, however many teams we have now uh, in, I can't even, in NCAA can't hockey. It's this those is Yo-Yo 60, City. It's those 60 teams need to come together as a group. You can get 60 people in a room real easy 
and they can each represent their university. You find one person and, and they sit down and they hammer this thing out and they bring in whoever the governing body is. Remember when, when NCAA football was having all these issues and there was talk about, oh, well, the, the big five conferences are going to just break free of the NCAA and have their own. Okay, maybe you got to do that. Maybe you got to break free and have your own. I don't know. I'm just throwing out ideas. I'm just saying that this can't happen again. And I feel for the kids at Robert Morris. I feel for the parents. I feel for the teams that they were supposed to play. I feel for the supporters, the fans, all of those people. And hopefully over the summer months, we're going to get uh, a few people to come on and talk about it and let us well, let people know that here's the thing. This is why I want a player or, or somebody to come on and, and say they're part of it. This is how it affected me and my teammates or a coach or even a fan way, or a booster. And by the way, I, we'll, we'll be fair about it. If somebody from the administration wants to come on and talk to us about it. Of course. You do that too. Absolutely. Uh, I want to hear all sides of it. But I think this is a discussion that needs to continue because if it doesn't, what's going to happen is it's going gonna, it's gonna to continue to happen. And, you know, we watched Huntsville. Uh, we watched them resurrect their program and, and thought they had great stability. And the next thing you know, they're suspending their season because they don't have a conference. Well, shouldn't that have all been worked out prior to? Or am I just well, uh, looking at it from the wrong angle? Well, I, I agree with you. At the same time, um, they had to know, the administrator, uh, the administration at Huntsville had to know that getting back into a conference after uh, the other seven teams made the collective decision to do what they did, and I won't really use the phrase that, that uh, uh, I want to here uh, because basically it involves uh, a back and something to stick in it. Um, <laughs> uh, we can okay. figure that one out quite easily well okay thank but you know thank you for that um, that nice description because i can visualize it now instead of hearing it yeah yeah that's fine um and that's what they did they just didn't want to go to what the two alaska schools in huntsville anymore they just didn't they'll never tell you that <laughs> which, okay, but, which again is just—it's just craziness. Um, uh, anyway, and so and, and so once and, and so with that, okay, the president of the university or whoever the administrator was that decided to suspend and we're just suspend the season. Okay, the 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 fact of that matter is that. Okay. That they had to know that getting into a league was going to take a few years. Okay, so, so... So they had to know that. Okay, let's say they did know that. Why suspend the season then? Why not do what Arizona State's been doing for the past five years? Why not schedule a non-conference season? Uh, we had Coach Powers on. Sounded like he pretty much had a pick of the litter. He even spelled it out well, for us. He okay, said, let's, took, let's, let's hold on a minute. Right, hold on, hold on. Right, hold on. Nope, nope. Listen, he told us flat out. I scheduled it this way: a third of a very good teams, a third of average teams, and a third of teams that were maybe on the lower end of the scale. He was able to pick out thirty-six games as an independent because he was able to do so. <laughs> I don't know what else to say, but he not only picked out teams, he didn't pick out just anybody that would play him. He picked out a group that would help him strategically get his team into the NCAA tournament as an independent, if need be. Okay. And, and, and coach, when you hear this, you, there, you couldn't argue with this. And, and I love the coach, but, we can't really compare ASU by far, uh, in, at least in terms of student population, the biggest the, the biggest school in the country. Now, do they have unlimited resources? No, they don't have unlimited resources, but they have more resources than the two Alaska schools in Huntsville. 
I realize that, Paul, but if Huntsville came in and said they had a 10 or whatever your plan it was uh, for funding, um, shouldn't you readjust that on your own and say, okay, well, the first two years we need to put a little more money into this because we resurrected the program and now we have to play an independent schedule and let's make plans for year three to maybe have a lesser uh, impact or maybe yet, maybe let's just raise more money in three well, years. Well, first of all, first of all, and, and like I said, I haven't seen it confirmed anywhere, but as we mentioned when I when I went to, when I heard this the first time, that John Butchergrass reported that Huntsville offered the Atlantic hockey teams money to reimburse some of their travel. So I don't once again. So I don't understand where that issue is. Okay. The 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 others the Alaska schools used to do the same thing. Now I don't know because it's a question I haven't really had a chance that I haven't asked, mostly because it's not relevant yet. If that's going to happen again with the Alaska schools, okay. I you know I haven't spoken to anybody at Fairbanks, and right now the concentration. Uh, at Anchorage is to just save the program, which we hope they obviously hope they do. And they get a little closer every day. Okay. Um, and, and I understand conferences have procedures about letting people in. Yeah, but that you're, you're missing my point. My point being is if you've been forced to be an independent, like Arizona State has been forced to be an independent for whatever reasons, you go out and fill out an independent schedule. You just go out hey, and do it. Listen, Ask Coach I, I Powers. He went out and did it, right? I, so I, that I means he's just not putting in the legwork. But I mean, he also had the, he also has the blessing, obviously, of the administration to do that. Yeah. Well, I mean, supposedly Huntsville had the ad administration blessing well, that's and they it, raised that's all the it. money. That's just it. Okay. Um, I, you know, they, they, they raised the money and they were ready to go. But once again, all of a sudden the, the administration says, eh, we're going to wait till we're in a conference, you know, till we get into a conference. Well, how are you ever going to build a program with all the stops and starts? Exactly. And speaking of stopping and starting, let's take a quick break. Let's come back because we got to talk about uh, players moving around and, and things happen on that end of it as well. So uh, let's take a few minute break. Let's hear from some of our partners and we'll come back and uh, discuss more NCAA college hockey on College Hockey Southwest Live in about four minutes. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. The nation's top teams. America's number one conference is back. See every play, every hit, every goal on nchc.tv. Your home for more than 100 live games. Stream anywhere from the start of the season leading up to the frozen face-off. If it's NCHC hockey, it's on nchc.tv. If you live in the Valley, you know that there is no shortage of great Mexican food. But if you want authentic taste with a fair price and relaxed atmosphere, then head to Burrito Express. From the breakfast burritos served all day to combination plates for lunch, Burrito Express delivers that homemade taste you would expect from your own kitchen. Try all of our authentic Mexican recipes at any of our six East Valley locations, from Scottsdale to Gilbert and all points in between. 
ASU alumni owned and operated since 1995. Go to BurritoExpress.com and check out our menu or find a location to order for fast pickup or delivery. Hi everybody, this is Jay from OxyPal. You probably know our products for being used on your gear to eliminate the odor and bacteria from your sports gear and, and your gym and all that stuff. Um, in, in light of current events, uh, we have uh, switched up and added a new product to our production line. It's called our Have a Nice Day Hand Sanitizer. Um, it is exclusively for use on your skin, whereas our other uh, products have been exclusively for use on your fabrics and, and, and gear. Uh, this product is available here at my shop. It's available on my website at www.oxypow.com and you can pick it up or we can ship it to you anywhere in the United States. Really, JR, you think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. I've been listening to everything you said. It's been running through my head, locked and loaded. Still got it. Still got it. Who's old now? Welcome back in, hockey fans, NCAA hockey fans, as it may be, on this uh, Memorial Day weekend, 2021, as we talk college hockey Southwest Live, presented by our friends at Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com, everywhere that you need to go to get everything that you need to get. Does that make sense? Okay, something like that. Scott Strandy with you in Scottsdale, Arizona tonight. Paul Hornstein, my co-host, is always joining me from beautiful Long Island, New York. We've got more NCAA hockey to talk. We kind of got our rant out of the way, or at least got the rant started. How about that? Because we were able to talk about uh, the programs and the way things that, that we – maybe we should be the commissioners. Paul, what do you think? Uh, okay. I'm in. There will be people <laughs> that Self-appointed. Like there will be people that won't like it, but – although I yeah, have to tell like you – They like who they are now. <laughs> well, yeah, but uh, I don't know. I, I It would be hard – for me to, to to justify it, we should just make uh, Frank Serratore the czar and just go and go from there. Yeah, I, I think Frank would probably still say, "I'm not interested. I don't want to get in this mess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame him." Uh, <laughs> maybe we'll have to have him on to ask him that question. But okay, so we talked about the the off ice stuff, if you will, that's going on in college hockey, and we wished we didn't have to talk about that stuff. We yeah. really do. Um, but now let's talk about the on ice stuff. And there's a lot of players that are still moving around a lot of rosters that are settled in coach powers. And, uh, Rico Blasi told us that majority of their roster was set. Right. So, so that's happening. But, uh, a month later than normal, usually late June is when we have the NHL draft. Right. It's been moved uh, back a month to late July. Right. Uh, because of COVID and the ending of the, the regular season and the playoff season for the NHL. So, Let's talk a little bit about some of those guys that are moving up the boards. You mentioned a few of them um, that had Arizona ties, but um, there's some guys that are sneaking up the boards in the drafts, and uh, that's going to be nice for Arizona State. I know coaches always said it doesn't matter if they have a logo next to their name and being drafted by a team, but it doesn't hurt either. No, it doesn't hurt. Uh, they did come out. Central Scouting came out with their their draft list. Uh they separate it by uh, location and uh, goalies. And so, for example, they have four lists. They have North American skaters, North American goalies, uh, international skaters, and international goalies. So um, two guys that will be wearing the uh, right maroon and gold uh, next year. Uh, Ty Murchison came in at number seventy-two on that North American. Oh, wait a minute! List. Not you're not and, talking about you're not talking about the little M, maroon and gold. Who? What? Yeah, no, <laughs> I not. Yeah, no, that's Eddie. That's are you listening? Uh, okay, that's um, um, yeah, no, um, the 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 right maroon and gold. 
Okay. Uh, and Josh Doan came in at uh, 87 in that in that list. So that's pretty good. Um, other people with uh, Arizona connections in some way, shape, or form. And it's just easier to, to, for me to spot this out because, uh, you know, it just is. Um, uh, Matthew Nice, uh, Nice came in at 37. Uh, the son of Coyotes assistant coach Corey Stillman, Chase Stillman, came in at 35. Uh, and the son of their director of amateur scouting, Daryl Plandowski, his son Oscar, came in at 94. Um, let's see, we, we have some more, uh, Red Savage who was born in, 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 in Arizona, but obviously did not spend much time there as we know, came in at 54 and Cole Sillinger, whose father played for the Coyotes came in at number 10, um, which all, which is nice. Uh, although the three of the freshmen at Michigan came in the top 10 as well. So, um, (laughs) You know, it yeah. would have been uh, to see them, uh, you know, what would have happened had they not gotten uh, virus out of the tournament. Right. Um, there are some, 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 and, and it's just, you know, there, it's just the, the, it grows as time goes on, um, as more kids play. And, and, you know, so the, the draft is going to be late. So, and it's going to, and, and, you know, as we get more and more into this, and this is really only my second year of, I guess we're going to start year number three, right? In October or September or whatever it is that I've been doing this with you. Yeah, a absolutely. More, a little more information and a little bit more uh, exposed to the, the, the kids going elsewhere. Uh, you know, well, we, we do start to try and... See who's going to go in. It's who's going to go into DC and who's going to go into Denver and who's going to go into Air Force. Um, but they're all at different spots in their in 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 in, in the various levels of the programs. Um, uh, I mean, I, I'm sure at some point some Air Force kids have been drafted. But that's a different draft, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Well, let's let's before we go on any farther, let's run down those uh, the North American top five and the international top five. Um, you get the international because I can't see any name that's American, much less international. So, oh, uh, so all right. As as I look okay. at Central Scouting's final twenty twenty one, Owen Power, I think is a consensus number one. Um, the, the kid has just been lights out in every level that he's ever played at. Um, Mason McTavish, I had a chance to watch him play at the U 18s. Um, he, he was unbelievable. Uh, Kent Johnson, Luke Hughes and Dylan Gunther round out the top five from the North American, uh, a pool, if you will, of, of skaters, uh, of skaters. Yes. Not, not goaltenders, just skaters. Okay. So give us the internationals. Uh, I mean, these are, these are the names that you, I, I, I can say them. <laughs> But obviously, Damn. I don't have any. No, they're idea not listening. They Just give it a shot. Wow. <laughs> what? Listen, William Eklund from Sweden. Uh, Simon Edvinson, also Sweden. Imagine that. Uh, Atu Ratti, uh, Finland. Uh, I Nikita watched him play. Chibrikov, Chibrikov, uh, Russian. Yeah. yeah. And Daniil Chaika. Yeah, Chaika. Ch- well, I don't know. No, it's not. Well, maybe. I don't know. That's the uh, same Chaika, also... same spelling as the Chaika that was here. So yeah, okay. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, so, uh, you know, I mean, okay. I mean, <laughs> maybe I, I think I got him right. Who knows? Uh, I think I got him right. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, that was close. And uh, and like I said, uh, Chibrakov, if Chibrikov, or however you say that uh, Russian kid's name, Nikita. How about that? He was fantastic at the U18s, and so was uh, Ratty, uh, Atua Ratty, or whatever uh, the pronunciation is there. So, um, yeah, there's there's a whole lot of talent in this draft. Um, unfortunately, in the uh, <laughs> in the uh, uh, Coyotes draft pool, there's not a lot. Uh, 
<laughs> to pick from. The draft picks are relatively limited. And, uh, this would be the year the Coyotes would would win the lottery probably and get the. Uh, and by the oh, way, we're not even Tuesday I, night. Oh, let's. I that's can't Tuesday even. night. Oh Jesus! I mean, why so are they, they even? Not it, for nothing, but why are they there? If they win the draft lottery tonight, it, they'll do it gonna again. Just, they're going to just gonna start do. it and do it again. Yep. Why not so, just uh, distribute those co- number combinations to the other fifteen teams? Exactly. Well, that, that why would, would you? Be, why would you set? That's insult. Adding insult that, to injury. Yeah, I mean, come that. on, seriously, people, let's go. That's that's just brutal. Okay, that's just that is absolutely brutal, and. Uh, that's just awful. <laughs> anyway, that'll that'll be on Tuesday night show. Um, I will say that while the draft is important, it's also the fact that uh, there's been a lot of guys that have come along as undrafted, and one of them hopefully will be joining us on Tuesday night in uh, in uh, Brinson Pashnak. We we're going to have him tonight. He had some commitments. Hopefully, he can come on on Tuesday night. Um, but tomorrow night we're going to bring on Steen Pashnik, so we'll, uh, we'll talk listen. to Steen and find out a little bit more about the undrafted side of it as well. And I think anybody that decides to come on with us should be committed, but that's neither here nor there. Or maybe it's just us that should be committed. I don't know. <laughs> that's um, more like it. Uh, you know, there's just a couple of other things uh, to touch on. Uh, uh, Colin Bailey who was an assistant athletic director at St. Lawrence, was named the director of the new Ed Robson Arena, Ed Robson Arena up at Colorado College. Um, He actually has been at North Dakota State, Arkansas, and Northern Arizona for stints. So I just wanted to throw that in there so we can get a shout-out to our buddies at Colorado College. And and I'm going to do this. And they might throw me out of the alumni association for it, but I'm going to do this. <laughs> um, throw, it throw it out. You had a guest last Wednesday. Uh, Coach Berman. We won't mention where, but we know who he is. You, you won't mention where. I'll say he's a wildcat. Uh, Northern Michigan. <laughs> good try. And also a very good friend of Coach Powers. Uh, that Leave the schools out of it for a minute. Let's just talk about personalities and people. I, I have to say this because he was cracking me up on Wednesday. When, when After I got the download and I was listening uh, to the program the next day as I was walking the dog, I'm listening to you guys. Uh, I'm listening to you guys talk about you know what I don't we can't even keep track of what number they are anymore in Lindenwood <laughs> and he was cracking me up just come out already and do this people uh him sitting there and saying um yeah we have to play we have to play against them and they're gonna have uh a, a different level of talent Nice, playing them, nice playing for level them next talent. year. They're going to have eight scholarship NCAA players on their roster. Um, well, no, not next year. Yeah, why not? Well, because they won't be in the NCAA next year. I know, but I didn't say that. <laughs> I said they would be eight NCAA <laughs> level players. And Coach um, Berman knows what I'm talking about. Well, like I said, and he, you got, he had me cracking up. Because the topic has to come up, right? I mean, you said that they were starting off against Utah, and at some point, teams are going to have to play against uh, Lindenwood, and they're yeah, they're, they're going to have to play Lindenwood. But what they're going to have to do is go to Lindenwood. Well, that and who, on top of that, who too, wants yeah. to go there and get get your butt kicked? Well, um, you know, hey, you get your butt kicked well, there. Majority just of the time when you're ready go there. for crying out loud, what do you? Once again, this is what are you waiting for? Yeah. 
Seriously, what are you waiting for? Maybe, maybe they haven't cashed a check yet, and they're just waiting for that. I, I have no idea. But, I mean, you talk about schedules being planned out. They're being planned out. Poor Coach Berman has no ice, uh, and he's got to wait at the mercy of the Tucson Roadrunners to decide what nights he can schedule and what he can't. Uh, and meanwhile, uh, UNLV is announcing their schedule on June 4th, I believe. Okay. So just coming up this week, they're going to announce wait, wait, June schedule. 4th, is that what day is that? That's probably a Thursday, right? June 4th? <laughs> because that would be the day after you and Steven go on, because that's how this rolls. Yeah. And and Grand Canyon uh, put out, they didn't put the exact dates on. They just said who they were playing first semester and second semester. And right. whether it was home or away. Um, so that was on there. We found out that Grand Canyon's going to play Maryville, which is kind of cool. Yes. Um, also, we. Uh, yeah, but aren't, wait a second, but. Aren't they? Don't they have to schedule games against that other team, that other school? Well, yeah, they can schedule some games, but Coach Berman can't finish his his schedule, his home schedule, because he doesn't know what days he's got. He's well, been offered some really bad days, like I'm talking, like play on a Thursday and not again till Sunday. Um, yeah, who yeah. are you going to get an ACHA hockey to come and do that? Anyway, that's neither here nor there. But, yeah, but so I he told me to it would be July. Back. It'd it be July just, sometime. It was just cracking me up. Yeah. Because let's go. And I, uh, you know, maybe you are waiting to cash the check, but holy cow, let's go. Come on. Yeah. I mean, no this, kidding. It, Ever, it, it's the worst kept secret out there. Everybody knows it. Um, yeah. You know, we, we talked to Eddie Christian about it because he knows um, uh, Rick Zombo very, very well. And he knows his style. <laughs> and as that, I, can we call it a style that, yeah, maybe we can. We can call it a style well, that Rick Zombo it. has. Yeah. But I anyway, mean, um, Eddie said he didn't say much in college. And that's a fact. He doesn't say much now either. So, yeah. So, but I mean, come on, let's go already. I mean, there were other things that, that, that were cracking me up that, that you guys were talking about. But, uh, um, the, the whole Lindenwood thing was made me laugh out loud. I mean, for crying out loud, let's go. Here's Holy the funny part about that, Paul, is that Stephen Marsh, my co-host, was uh, covering the uh, the AHL playoffs for us. Right. He couldn't come on. And uh, I asked Berman to come on, and I said, he said, how long do you want me? I said, as long as you want to be on. We went literally 50 minutes of conversation. We have so much to talk about that we could have oh, yeah. talked for another another 50, I think. But uh, and that's I, with, was, I was and great that, to have guests like that. And that's with no games. Yeah, we're just talking hockey. Uh, but he's going to have a camp up here in uh, Peoria, which is always a great camp because he does different things that I, I don't see done at other camps like uh, – teaching you how to reach out to coaches and things like that. So, um, yeah. that, you know, good for him. It's uh, it's a good thing. And he, he'll be the first to tell you, Paul, uh, schools aside, he takes a lot and uh, gets a lot of uh, um, really good stuff from Coach Powers. So uh, what, what goes around usually comes around in hockey. Well, I, and, and I'll end it with this. Um, there was a – uh, this is, this is, has nothing to do with, this is just, uh, something that came across my social media feeds. Okay. There's somebody up in the Pacific Northwest that is, that put out, that came across my feed. The, this school in the PAC 12 that is, uh, that has been the, the, the best school for the various sports. And under hockey, he put Oregon. Huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and his argument was, well, they have a packed conference for hockey. Okay. Uh, See, yeah. Um, hold okay. on a minute. Hold on a minute. I can't even go down that road because until you get yourself to the ACHA D one level and have some I know. success, I, I, don't I, don't come to me about your program being great at D two. So is NAU. <laughs> They're very good at D two, but but they refuse to move up to D one, and uh, and they they beg every year the uh, the coaches down here. Uh, in the Southwest, beg MAU to move up so they could have an additional travel partner. And uh, it makes all the sense in the world. More D1 games right here in the state of Arizona. They're not doing it. They are yeah, not I just, doing it. 
And, and, and it was just hysterical because somebody re- responded back. You know that ASU has a actual NCAA Division One program, right? <laughs> right. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Oregon won the Pac-8 or whatever the heck it yeah. is two yeah. years in a row. Yeah. Okay. And, and right. that's yeah. okay. DQ hockey. And yeah. uh, if you're wondering about D2 <laughs> hockey, they generally play their games starting them around 9 to 9.30 at night, so the crowds are just packed. Or not. Well, that's, not even, that's not even the point. How do you even – that's not even the point. That uh, You, you, you want to have – when you put stuff out, you want to have some credibility, don't you? You would hope. You would hope. Uh, at least go to a few games, at least know what division you're in, at least know uh, who's in the division around yeah, you. I mean, just – Okay, and, you, you got anything more? Uh, I'm sure I could make something up if you wanted me to. Well, it's 7.30. It's Memorial Day weekend. Everybody yeah, uh, have a good and safe Memorial Day tomorrow. Yeah. And, uh, you take it away. Hopefully, we got uh, Steen Pashnik tomorrow. Hopefully, we get Brinson on Tuesday. And we already got Danny Roy lined up for Wednesday night. So lots of good and, stuff happening. We're also breaking ground in uh, Indio, California, just yeah. outside of Palm Springs for a brand new arena. Uh, for the AHL affiliate of the Seattle Kraken. It's going to happen on Wednesday. All right. That's cool. Take behind it away, my ma- friend. Behind the mask, College Hockey Southwest live on the Ice Time Hockey SW.com network. Brought to you by Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila. Go to MexicanMoonshine.com to order any of our award-winning spirits, including the new Extra Añejo, our double-distilled, triple-filtered premium taste. Behind the mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our Three Valley locations or BehindTheMask.com. Burrito Express, homemade taste, takeout speed. Six East Valley locations, go to BurritoExpress.com to find the one near you. Five Verizon Wireless, the 5G coverage America's been waiting for. Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas, the best in barbecue, Las Vegas style. By the NCHC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe to NCHC.TV and catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. UNLV Hockey, ACHA Division I Hockey, fabulous Las Vegas atmosphere. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos worldwide. It's where the action is, in the resort or in town. And by College Bar and Grill at 740 South Mill Avenue in Tempe. Pre-game, post-game, during the game, the place to be to be with ASU fans. College Hockey Southwest Live presented by Behind the Mask and all of the IcetimeHockeySW.com podcasts are live on the Podbean app and are available for download at iTunes, the Google Play Store, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. Behind the Masks, College Hockey Southwest Live, and all of our weekly podcasts are part of the Ice Time Hockey SW.com network. Very well done, my friend. And if anybody's watching the Vegas Golden Knights and the Colorado Avalanche game tonight, oh my goodness, all HE double toothpicks just broke loose uh, in in Colorado. Um, and, and I'm going to throw this out there real quickly before we go. Uh, I was a level four referee. I was a level four coach. Uh, a level four referee let a play get away where uh, Graves uh, for Colorado threw a hit to the head. It went to uh, Yenmark. Uh, he should have been removed from the game. He wasn't. I oh, you're talking only... about just before we started the podcast. Yeah, and that was like a two-minute minor, I think, they yes, gave Yes, I saw that. I was for contact to the head. It should have been an ejection, but because they didn't stand up and, and eject him at that point, guess what happened? Things bubbled over. Now, guess who's laying on the ice in, in not very good condition? Mr. Graves, because he uh, he got away with one, and uh, the referees didn't do it, do the job. So guess what? Ryan Reeves settled the score. And am, yeah. I, am I saying that that's right? No, it's not right. But it started with the official. You, got, you have replay. you got to look at it, and you got to realize that was contact to the head. And I'll take it back to NCAA hockey, Paul. You and I have seen how many contact to the heads called on Arizona state players over the last three or four years. And they've yeah, all well, resulted. They've all resulted in ejections from the game. And usually yeah. a suspension af- suspension afterward. Um, this time they looked the other way and guess what? The players took care of it themselves on the ice. Well, I was surprised it was only two minutes. 
I thought for sure it would be at least a double minor because he raised his elbow as he was hitting him. Yeah, and it was direct contact to the head. It doesn't matter uh, on the call what part of your body gets him if it's leading to the head. That's a a point of emphasis. And and Graves was allowed to continue to play, and uh, he got his handed to him. And again, I don't condone that by any stretch. But come on, folks, you, you gotta you gotta step up and take control. Uh, if you see it, call it, and if you have replay, call it. But don't let it get out of hand. And that's what they did. That's my soapbox for the night. We'll say good night with uh, Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, De Niro. Have a great Memorial Day, everybody, and we'll see you tomorrow good. night for Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly when we bring on um, Steam Pashnik, who I think had a fantastic year with the uh, the San Jose Barracuda. So good night, everybody. <laughs>